Welcome to Season 4 of the M-W Tactical Podcast. Sit back and enjoy the conversations of Rockstar Burst and myself, Michael Woodland, as we discuss the sport of shooting, goals, training, community matters, and everyday life. You are listening to the M-W Tactical Podcast. good people we're back at it again and thank you for joining us for another installation of the m-w tactical podcast this week's show is brought to you apart by walk the talk america walk the talk america is an organization that brings forth the mental capacity and firearms in one fold so if you know someone who is having issues difficulties or struggles with, with life through mental awareness or mental issues, contact Walk the Talk America and let them help guide you through the process, especially if that person is having firearms and mental issues as well. So this week's show is brought to you in part by Walk the Talk America. Once again, I want to thank everyone who listens to the M-W Tactical Podcast. It means a lot. Now, if everyone who listens to the show will head on over to YouTube and click the follow, give the thumbs up, and even give Rockstar a shout out in the comments, right? I'm telling you, it will make her smile. It will stop her from chasing me around with the frying pan and the broomstick, whatever else she has in her mind, because I just bug her all day. So I just need to get her off of me. So I need y'all help to do that. So just head on over to the YouTube channel subscribe, give a thumbs up, leave a description. I mean, leave a comment and all that good stuff. So that is, will be great. That would be great. Also remember, if you listen to us on your favorite streaming platform, just remember if you go to Spotify, you can actually watch the M-W Tactical Podcast just like you can on YouTube as well. So with that being said, it's that time to bring forth the one, the only, the co-host of the M-W Tactical Podcast, the one who I troll on a daily basis, who I know I get on her nerves, but I don't care. I'm just going to keep it going until I get some cookies made by her mom. So without further ado, bringing forth the one, the only, the lovely, the beautiful rock star. What's going on there with you, damn this rock star? Oh, it's uh, a good day up in Wisconsin. It's supposed to be 60 degrees here tomorrow. Tomorrow? Oh, my goodness. Let me tell you what has been here the past three days. <laughs> <laughs> I've been so happy walking out the house with no jacket on. And the only time I walked around with the jacket on is when I went to Walmart. <laughs> that was the only time I had a jacket on because, you know, Walmart keeps it super cold in there. Yeah, they do. Yeah. So, um. But I'm sorry to hear that y'all weather is not as grateful as <laughs> my weather down here in the South. <laughs> but outside of that, uh, how was your week? It was good. It was, I feel like it was busy. Um, yeah. I don't even know what I all did. I, oh, let's see. I've been trying to keep up with all things in the news. I've been catching up with some friends. I've been busy on a bunch of different projects. Um, and work-related things, so that's definitely 
keeping me uh, keeping me occupied. So looking forward to going into the weekend and um, you know hopefully getting to relax a little bit. I know what you mean on that one. Um, my week has been very busy, as always. So I was working on um, some other things, some behind the scenes stuff, whereas I got to go to actually watch a commercial being made and participated in it. So I was very happy about that. So if you actually follow me on Instagram, you will see the picture that I put up with the production company being Fanatic Productions out of Columbia, South Carolina. So they allowed me to actually tag along and then be a participant in running the soundboard. So I was like, man, I got this, this is too easy. But I had a, a lot of fun actually talking to people and learning other stuff that I can you know, contribute to my videos as well. And then um, I actually had a photo taken and they was doing some light painting behind me. So my buddy Clay over at Misfits Media, he actually took that photo. Like I said, once again, if you follow me on um, Instagram or Facebook, I put pictures on both of those outlets and check that out. So once again, I want to give a, a special thanks to my man Clay from Misfits Media out of Columbia, South Carolina as well, um, for making that happen. I was like very impressed by that photo as well. So, But outside of that, everything else has just been busy, busy, busy. Um, we already put out the product review on some coffee with Jam4 Tactical. So I want to talk about that, one of the talking points. And then I also want to do um, the talking point of what's going on with me and shooting this season. And then what is going on with the media, the news? You know, so that's some of the, some of the talking points I want to talk about um, after the commercial break. But outside of that, um, has the, war the weather up there been keeping you, you um, locked into the house or what? Yeah, I've kind of been in hibernation mode, I feel like. Um... Yeah, it's been, it hasn't been as cold. I mean, it's not super warm out today. It's sunny, but it's not warm, but I'm looking forward to tomorrow being, but it's still, everything's still frozen and cold and it snowed like a week ago. So it's starting to melt and I'm sure it'll be all like my backyard is so gross. It's like <laughs> slushy and ugh. so I'm like, oh, tomorrow everything's going to melt. It's going to be a hot mess, but I need to plant grass this spring. Well, probably I'll do it this summer, but that has to happen so um i live in a duplex so i bought this place in like 2019 and i moved into it last year and i had rented out both units while i was living out of state and then when i moved home i moved into the <clears throat> the upstairs unit and my downstairs tenants have a dog that they didn't tell me about <laughs> it just like showed up one day that was the whole thing the joy but the dog is like destroyed the grass so not super thrilled about that I kind of need to figure out a plan as to how I'm going to manage that and actually get some grass planted <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be pretty interesting pretty interesting from the landlord standpoint anyway <laughs> yeah so um outside of that um nothing else has been going on so I'm just like I said looking forward to spring and the summer to hit because you know that's my two favorite seasons of the year mm -hmm. and I was actually happy when I'm driving around my neighborhood 
and I'm seeing the weeds start growing in the grass. Of course, we don't want weeds in our grass, but I get happy when I see the weeds because that means the weather is getting better. <laughs> At least in theory, it's supposed to be. Yeah. You know, but around here, you know, we might have another winter spell here in two weeks. You never know <laughs> the way this weather is going. Yeah. So um, if um, let's do this. Let's go ahead and hop into a quick commercial break and come on back and jump into those talking points and run it from there. All right. So if everybody will um, go ahead and take the time and adjust your seats, adjust the volumes on your listening device. If you're in your vehicle, go ahead and lay the seat back a little bit, hit that cruise control. And here are a few words from our sponsors. Mental health and guns. At Walk the Talk America, we're working with both the mental health community and the gun industry. Created by a gun industry veteran, Walk the Talk America seeks to raise awareness and create change through suicide prevention and firearm safety without legislation. We strive to eliminate the prejudice that firearms and mental health face. For more information and to support Walk the Talk America, please visit walkthetalkamerica.org. Are you in the market to purchase your first or next firearm, but find the atmosphere of a gun store intimidating, crowded, or uninviting? There's a way for you to purchase the gun you want while avoiding the crowds, the gruff salesmen, and the marked up prices that come with a brick and mortar gun store. The process is called a transfer, where the purchase is made in an online store and sent to a federally licensed middleman called an FFL, who processes the paperwork and background check for a firearm purchase. CAE Transfers is the FFL with the lowest transfer cost in the Midlands at only $20 or $15 with the presentation of a South Carolina concealed weapons permit and $10 for repeat customers. If you live in Columbia, South Carolina or its surrounding areas, choose CAE Transfers as your FFL during checkout and let me help you complete your online gun purchase. You can find and follow CAE Transfers online at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram using at CAE Transfers. Thank you for your business, and I look forward to seeing you soon. Hey, everyone. John from Outdoor Dynamics here. We're a remanufacturer of ammunition based in Kannapolis, North Carolina. We make everything from 9mm 115 grain to specialized 40 Smith & Wesson. So if you have anything from an open gun to just a standard Glock 19, feel free to reach out to us at OutdoorDynamics.net or we're on Instagram and Facebook with Outdoor.Dynamics. And we're always here for you. Happy to answer any questions you have. All right, good people. We're back at it again. And thank you for listening to that commercial break. And if you will, please head on over to those sponsors and let them know that you heard about them through the M-W Tactical Podcast. Now, before the commercial break, we actually stated um, some topics that we want to talk about. But um, before we dive into those topics, how did your seminar go? Or was it a seminar or was it just a speaking engagement or educational experience? However you want to word it. My real estate seminar. <laughs> there we go. That's the way we're going to clarify. <laughs> it was awesome. Um, we didn't have a huge turnout. We kind of didn't expect a huge turnout, but there was like seven or eight people that showed up and um, it was actually in uh, an Airbnb property. So there's a couple of gals here in Milwaukee that started an Airbnb. It actually goes live in the next like couple of weeks or so. So this was kind of the preliminary walkthrough. We invited, it was really open to whoever wanted to come. And 
they gave just like a quick tour of the house and kind of talked about what they were doing and their business model. And they teach people how to um, interior decorate and basically get their homes ready to do Airbnb rentals. And then there was a gal there, the other co-host was a, a realtor. So obviously you're gonna need to talk with a realtor if you wanna buy a property. Um, so she was giving her, and then I actually talked about the investment side of things. So how to um, secure financing kind of, it, I basically have broken it down into four different pillars of real estate and its finances in people and um, like all the tools that you need. And then, um, yeah, I just kind of walked through those different platforms and, and kind of showed people, you know, you can start small. It's not, you don't need to be buying multi-million dollar units that have 400 comp, like, you know, apartments in them or whatever. Like you can start with a duplex. You can start with a single family home and rent out a room. Like there's lots of ways to get into real estate investing. So I kind of broke that down and laid out the different risk levels and just some of the different profit models, things like that. So it was fun. It was a, uh, it was a cool group. We had lots of good questions and um, I think everybody really enjoyed the information. So that was definitely, uh, that was a win for sure. Hmm, that's, that's a good thing. Now, since you went into a little bit more detail about that, I'm pretty sure somebody is going to write and ask, are you willing to do this seminar over Zoom or come speak with somebody else's seminar over Zoom in relation to real estate? So I would just say, be prepared for that to happen. <laughs> But would you be open to doing that over Zoom? Yeah, actually, um, last year I did a couple. They were actually Facebook Lives. They weren't Zooms, but you know, same difference. Right. And it's it's about an hour. It's a little over an hour long intro of kind of all the different things, but it's a lot of good information. Then I have an actual course that you can sign up to, you know, go way more in depth with it. And then at the end of the course, the goal is for you to have everything you need to buy your first rental property and get that secured. So um, yeah, even the, just the webinar itself is super informative. You'll, you'll learn a lot. You'll get a lot of information and, and walk away much more knowledgeable about real estate investing than, you know, the hour before. <laughs> oh, wow. That's, that's it right there. So I know I'll be interested in sitting in one of those seminars, but my real estate knowledge is not as vast as yours. <laughs> but I would want to know more so I can actually share it with people who I know, you know, who want to get into real estate. Not that I'm saying I want to be involved in real estate, but I just like to learn things, if that makes sense. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, um, of course, if you're looking or watching the M-W Tactical Podcast on Spotify or YouTube, you notice that Rockstar keeps drinking out of a cup. Right. And I'm just going to use that as the segue into this first talking point that I did a product review on some coffee and I don't even drink coffee. All right. So what actually ended up taking place was my buddies over at Jam 4 Tactical, they are now making coffee. All right. So it's two way thing coffee and they got four different flavors. They actually ended up sending me the vanilla flavor. And I did a product review on it. So if you head on over to the M-W Tactical YouTube channel, you would actually see that review. 
now, of course, um, Rockstar already seen it. So I just wanted to get her take on the video and what she thought of it. But she didn't get to taste the coffee. But I'm going to arrange to get her sent a bag of this coffee as well. So what did you take? What did you get out of that video? How did you look at it? How do you put all that good stuff? Yeah, I like the video a lot. I think it's really informative. I like that, you know, you're not a coffee drinker. I drink a fair amount. I'm actually drinking tea right now because I don't, I don't have any coffee in the house. I need to do that. It's on my list of, I have like no groceries. I'm like, oh my gosh, you have to go grocery shopping. <laughs> no food. <laughs> right, right. Out of caffeine, out of food, all the things. I'm like, I was going to drink some tea. Um, but I, I liked that you made it work and you're like well I don't drink coffee but I know people who do so you kind of have this little get together and you get their insights as to what they think about the coffee and I went and checked out the website and I like how they've got the different I, I want to try that um that pecan pie flavor that sounds pretty good <laughs> oh wow that's I don't know that that sounds like a lot of sweetness going on right there but I don't know how that works with coffee though either so I don't know if it would be too sweet or if it would just be like a hint of the pecan um almost like when you think about it what was that um combos when we was younger uh they had the pizza flavored combos and you eat them they kind of tasted like pizza a little bit yeah. <laughs> I, I wonder if it would be like that with coffee or yeah not, I, don't I, I drink a lot of different so like i like creme brulee i like vanilla I like hazelnut's probably my go-to um hazelnut coffee is probably my favorite but it like the the flavor of the coffee isn't actually what makes it sweet it's it adds to the aroma but it doesn't actually like if you get like a vanilla coffee or a hazelnut coffee that beans themselves aren't actually sweet you'd have to still add sugar or like a creamer to, to actually sweeten it but it does give that it's you know it it it's definitely the aroma and it, it also changes the flavor as well. So um, they both, they all sound really good to be honest. So, um, but yeah, I like everyone was, they were very positive about it. They, the one guy was like, I've tried tactical coffees before. It's like, and I actually wasn't expecting this. This is actually a lot better than, <laughs> than I would have thought for a tactical company. So that was, I mean, that's definitely encouraging to hear stuff like that because there, I, there are a lot of, and, and not just in the tactical industry and not just coffee, but there's a lot of companies who do one thing that kind of branch off into, um, you know, some sort of side thing and the side thing might not be as good as the main product. So it's always nice when you can kind of have a win with your, with your secondary product as well. Yeah, that's true. Um, now, I do know when Black Rifle Coffee Company came out, everybody was jumping on that one because it was two-way themed and everybody in the two-way industry was supporting them. Now, whatever happened with them a few months ago or last year, whenever this took place, apparently they said something that didn't sit well with the two-way community. And I saw it on Facebook, but I really didn't dive into it to really get a clear understanding of what was said and what took place. But I do know a lot of people turned their back on them for whatever was said. So, I mean, did you ever follow that one or hear in detail about that or anything? No, but I, I do remember that happening and it was like this big thing. And everyone was like, you need to boycott Black Rifle. But at that time there was so, there's always so much other stuff going on and 
I remember that kind of making a splash, but I never bought their coffee to begin with. So I didn't, you know, I wasn't impacted by that. I just remember people were definitely saying not to support their brand or their product, but I don't actually know the backstory as to why that was. Yeah, we're in the same boat. But now I will say this about that Jam 4 tactical coffee. Everybody that came over to try it, I did not let them try it before turning on the camera. So it wasn't like you had a pre-taste and, hey, what you want me to say? It was none of that. Everybody who asked me about it, only thing I told them is just be honest. Right. You know, like, okay, what am I supposed to say? Uh, just taste it and be honest. That's the only thing I want you to do. You know, and then everyone, oh, okay, that sounds kind of weird. I'm like, no, no, for real, this is what a product review is. It's, you're giving your honest assessment. Now, if you don't like it, honestly say you don't like it. <laughs> You know, you're not gonna hurt my feelings. I didn't make it, you know, but one thing I do know for a fact, everybody who I did ask to come over and talk about their coffee, those are people who are 100% honest with me. They don't try to fluff me or anything because that's one thing I always ask my friends, be brutally honest, right? Hurt my feelings. Please hurt my feelings. I encourage you to hurt my feelings, right? Because and the way I look at it and think it only makes me better if you're completely honest with me, yeah. you know? So, um, and I'm, I'm open to constructive criticism. Yeah. It doesn't hurt my feelings. And like I say, you either take it and build from it or take it and shy away from it, you know? Right. So, but I want to become a better person. So that's why I'm more open to the criticism, what people yeah. be saying, you know, but a lot of people, I, I know they be like, well, I don't want to hurt you. No, I hurt my feelings. I don't care about none of that. <laughs> it only makes me better. <laughs> you know, so, but that that is one of the things I'm, I will do here in the next upcoming week or so. I will reach out to Jam4 and get you a couple bags. Do you have a, a Keurig? Keurig? How do you say that? A Keurig, yeah. It's Keurig. Keurig, okay. All right. But you said you don't have one of those, so you just have a regular coffee maker. Yeah. And well, I like how they've got options, right? So that's actually one of the options, which I thought was cool, that if you don't have the little K-cup that goes with the Keurig, you can get that. Like if you own a Keurig, they've got one of the K-cups, you know, the permanent or whatever, mm-hmm. reusable K-cups on their um, site. And I like how you can get it in ground or in whole bean. So yeah. I I don't have a coffee, well, I do have a coffee grinder, but it's in my garage and I, it's in a box somewhere and I don't feel like digging it out. But, <laughs> i actually do like to get whole bean coffee when i have my coffee grinder because i don't know there's just something about being able to grind your own coffee that's um i I like that i think it's kind of cool but that you you do have that option which i like as well so i'm like oh well i don't have my i don't know where my coffee grinder is right now and i'm not gonna dig it out till it gets warmer outside (laughs) so i just get the pre-ground bag which i think is nice yeah so Getting that bag and first opening it up and everything, when I smelt it, because, you know, like I said, I don't like the smell of coffee. Like, it's like, literally, it's like when I smell, I'd be like, ugh. But when I opened up that, I was like, man, that smells pretty good. And then I'm sitting there playing with it with a spoon, like looking at it like, oh, man, that's really fine chopped up. Like, okay, so somebody's going to have to educate me on this and the importance of this and everything. And then what I actually did was Johnny he's the one that owns CAE, CAE Transfers, who is also a sponsor of this show. Um, he actually started saying some stuff. We called the owner of Jam4, and he briefed us on coffee. 
And it was pretty much in line with what Johnny was saying. You know, so I was just like, oh, okay, cool, cool. But I was sitting there like, oh, man, somebody's going to sit there and hit me with the whole, I don't like this. And I know Johnny is that guy who does that, you know, because like I always tell him, be brutally honest with me. You will not hurt my feelings. And when I sat there and saw him first take that first sip, he, his eyes kind of perked up. I was like, okay, is that a, I don't like it or I like it. <laughs> so, um, but luckily he came out and said like, this was really good. I wasn't expecting it to taste as well. And I was like, wow, for real? Like, oh my goodness. And like I said, so once again, JM4 came out with another awesome product that people can stand behind. And then once again, American company. So you're getting a product that's made in America, you know, so, but now I'm curious to hear what you say. So you said you want the pecan and what else? Cause there's four. Hold on, let me look. Let me see. You got dark chocolate and then you got the pecan, you got vanilla. And then it was something else like the Lone Star. I think this is like the black one, right? Just like regular black coffee. Um, it's regular black coffee, you know, like the grounds are um, brown, of course. Yeah. I'm um, guessing that one is unflavored. I think one of them is just unflavored. Yeah, well, I know um, everybody who came through and tried that vanilla, because that's right. the only one they sent me was vanilla. Everybody that tried that one, they was all saying like, oh, wow, you don't really have to put anything with it. No sugar, no cream. You could just drink it straight. And I was like, really? Is that good? <laughs> you know, they was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, like how um, the one female, um, she actually stated, like, I only put cream in my coffee and just putting cream in it. This right here makes it stand out very good. And I was like, oh, wow. Now, Johnny did it both. Um, um, he put cream and sugar in one of them, and then he drank it black also. So, Okay, so they have the breakfast blend, which is just going to be like a regular, you know, coffee bean, no flavor or anything. Then they have Texas dark chocolate. They have Texas pecan pie. Okay, let me, do you say pecan, pecan, or what's the other way? I don't know. I, I can honestly tell you, wherever I go, everybody always says I don't have a dialect. So regardless of where I'm at, if they say pecan, I'm going to say pecan because <laughs> I want to blend in. That's, that's just how I am. But if, if I'm talking to you, I probably will say um, pecan. Yeah, I say and I didn't always say pecan until I lived in Florida for a little bit. And like everyone we were talking about, like I always said pecan and now it, like now I say pecan. Kind of like I always say I used to say Oregon, but now I say Oregon. I don't know. Like, you know <laughs> Change. it's just a dialect the way you come from yeah um so texas pecan pie or vanilla so i'd probably pick the texas pecan pie and the vanilla okay those would be i'm not a big chocolate i don't like chocolate which is weird right because i'm a girl i used to think i would love chocolate but i don't like chocolate <laughs> well i know when it comes to coffee um i don't want to say their name but the one that's bucks do you like going there to get anything? <laughs> I used to. I don't really anymore. Um, yeah. I think they're well. When they there's so much caffeine and all of their coffee, it just is like ah, and it's <laughs> be wired all day. There's <laughs> actually a place. So it's a company based out of Minnesota. So when I lived up there, that was like the 
the local competitor, but I, I didn't, I actually like um, the non-local <laughs> coffee mm. better, but I actually live right next door to, um, there's a coffee, it's a, uh, it's a, I think it's like a Midwest chain, um, it's called Collectivo, and I live right next to their roaster, so like, or when I go outside, I can smell them roasting their coffee beans. Hmm. Okay. Now, I do know, like, when I was over, I was in Iraq at this time. And the different spots where people were set up at, like squads and platoons, especially if it was indoors, you always had one or two people in a platoon that were coffee fanatics. So, like you said, you had the grinder in in the garage like i remember this um one guy he was an e6 and he had this grinder where you would just keep pushing down on it and you'll see the the little teeth and wheel turn grind up the mm-hmm. coffee and then um when they would pour it they'll pour it into this cup but it was this thing they would pull up and down they just go real slow with it a couple times and i was like okay y'all are really into this man you better just go hook a coffee maker up to the generator <laughs> call it a day throw a filter in there <laughs> you know but um they were they was really into it though they was really into it so. but awesome. some some people need that coffee just like i need those gummies from germany <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a trade-off right <laughs> yeah yeah so um all right so let's finish wrapping up the whole coffee talk on it but everybody will head on over to um jam4tactical.com check out everything they have as far as holsters and coffee but if you go ahead and put in jam4tactical.com forward slash coffee it'll take you straight to the page with the coffee and um pick up a bag or two so they're selling it for $14.99 when it pops up if you sign up for the email letter newsletter and that email newsletter you'll get other offers they have discounts or whatever new or whatever's on sale and you could take that 10% off of your order right there so if you decide to get a holster a bag of coffee and a k-cup you get 10 percent off all that <laughs> just by signing up for the newsletter you know so just go ahead and hit them up um jam4tactical.com forward slash coffee and get a bag or two and hit us up and let us know what you think and do a comparison with Rockstar of what she's going to get because she's going to get the the pecan and vanilla. So um, we're going to run it like that and see how that goes. But I'm curious to hear what the good people out there think about the Jam 4 Tactical brand of coffee. So now let's talk about what's going on with me and shooting. Now, of course, if you follow me on social media, if you notice, I haven't put up many shooting videos for the past two months. So what's taking place with me is I've been busy doing some other stuff, behind the scenes stuff, um, as far as business wise. Then on top of that, I said that I wasn't gonna start shooting any major matches until after I get some serious training in. So right now I'm starting to do the whole training portion of it. So I'm starting back working out trying to get back into shape, <laughs> uh, trying to make my movements more fluent so I can run in and out of a position. And then in May, I'm doing some other training with another organization and trying to really 
push forth all those boundaries with my efforts. So that's what's going on with me as far as shooting. And I'm really looking forward to the training aspect because I, I like the training. I like to push myself. I like to discover where the gaps are. Right. And of course, if you really realize something, you'd be like, man, I've been overlooking this all that time. <laughs> right. It's a eye opening event in a sense of speaking. Now, how do you look at training and how do you look at pushing yourself to the next level if that's your thing? Oh, man. Well, <clears throat> I mean, currently I'm not training for anything. <laughs> 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 well, we always train for the next day. <laughs> we we know, always say that. <laughs> I'm an athlete for most of, well, not most, well, a big chunk of my life. So I soccer competitively for five, for 15 years. I swam competitively for five years. I did triathlons, um, like mini triathlons for several years, like biking, swimming. So I had a coach for that. I actually had a personal trainer, like a before COVID, like before COVID hit, I had a personal trainer for like a year. Um, but I'm pretty comfortable in a weight room. Like I, I know how to use pretty much all the machines, but it's nice to have that accountability. It was less of like, she's like, you know how to do all this stuff. I'm like, yeah, I know, but I won't come to the gym unless you make me. <laughs> so she was kind of my, uh, my accountability partner and, you know, would work me out for like 45 minutes to an hour. And, uh, yeah, she was awesome. It was, it was good. But I think for me, um, as far as, you know, taking on a new endeavor or like training for anything, whether that's shooting or, you know, an athletic event or what have you, it's being able to somebody. So I always like to find someone who has been where I want to go. So like my trainer, Lucy, like she was, she still is a trainer and she had competed in several fitness competitions. I mean, she was just jacked. She's super strong and smart and beautiful and, you know, well-versed on all things fitness. So she was someone who was recommended to me um, from this women's networking group that I was in. And, uh, I was just talking about, yeah, you know, I want to get back into training and would like to find somebody. And her name came up and, um, you know, so I recommended her. See how she is. And she was excellent. So for me, it was kind of that word of mouth as well as, you know, she sent me her Facebook page and her website. And I got to see kind of, you know, her credentials and her training, read reviews on her and all that stuff. So that was super helpful for me to kind of feel comfortable making that decision to work with her. And then um, it was nice to have sort of this, like she would put together a training program, like a schedule for me. So, you know, we met three times a week. It was for like 45 minutes to an hour. Um, a lot of it was just depending on how my body was doing. So you know, sometimes we'd work out really hard on Monday and I'd still be sore on Wednesday. So when I saw her, I was like, we can't do it. It's going to be a stretching day. Like we're going to do some yoga. Right. <laughs> so <clears throat> I think it's important to, you know, have someone who will push you, but also who's kind of willing to meet you, um, meet you where you're at. Right. It's important to, to like, there's a, a point in time to go hard, but you don't want to overdo it in the sense that you're going to injure yourself or burn yourself out. So um, yeah, that was super helpful as well. So yeah, I, I feel like I should pick something to train for. I don't have anything on the horizon. I, 
I'm sure I could, you know, maybe train for like another triathlon, maybe get into like a shooting competition or, you know, do something, but I just, it's just not on my, on my radar at the moment. <laughs> you know, like when I was in the military, I, running was easy for me, you know, because of course, you know, my earlier days in the military, I was doing um, 10 minute, two miles. So I, I was really moving. And then of course, you know, when I got rank and got a little bit older, of course it would fluctuate. So it would just depend on like how it was. So like when I became a squad leader, I didn't see a reason to do hundred percent PT every day. But when they said they would, you would know like at least two or three months in advance when the PT test was coming. Yeah. Right? So of course, if you had people who were struggling, who was under you, you would work on them a little bit more to try to get them up to that point. But once everybody got to like that middle ground, I really didn't start really pushing myself for a PT test until like about two or three weeks away from the PT test. You know what I'm saying? And that was just me kind of being lazy, but not wanting to overburn myself either. Cause I was still doing other stuff like um, um, basketball, you know what I'm saying? So I really didn't like want to overexert myself, hurt myself and all that good stuff. Now, since I got out of the military, cardio is like non-existent for me, <laughs> you know? And I, I kept saying like, yeah, I'm gonna pull my bike out because I don't really want to run anymore because my knee's starting to hurt a little bit more. And um, swimming, I want to do swimming. And then right when I was about to get back into swimming real heavy, the pandemic happened. <laughs> you know so um but I think like I said you know I'm, I'm slowly but surely breaking myself back into my routine of working out regularly and I do know what I want to do is I do want to contribute more to riding my bicycle and um swimming a little bit more because swimming is pretty much a full body workout and I felt good even though I was beat down after swimming like a couple laps when I say a couple laps, I mean like 30 minutes of swimming. Like, uh, I feel like I'm in the deep end. I'm about to drown. <laughs> Keep pushing yourself so you don't drown. <laughs> that type of workout. Um, but I, I want to get back into that. I want to get back into that because, you know, like, of course, riding the bike and swimming is not as much exertion on your um, joints because, right. you know, you're doing the water and it's pretty much like body weight exercise almost. I don't like lifting weights. I really hate lifting weights. I don't think it's good for you, you know, but I do understand the concept of working out and using your strength, but I just don't see me going, trying to lift 400 pounds and being like, oh yeah, I got 400. What'd you get? <laughs> you know, that's not in my agenda. <laughs> you could know. do it. I, I love swimming. I don't swim anymore because now I wear braids and they, they're so heavy and they get... <laughs> stay wet for like hours so yeah. it's like i just have water dripping down my back for like oh, three hours after I get out of the pool but i still i like to lift weights i am not when i was in high school i could bench press my body weight which was always like i always thought was pretty cool but i can't do that anymore because i weigh a lot more and i don't work out that much yeah. um but i also like i've always had really strong legs and i my goal was to always be able to like press 500 pounds. I could, I could press 495 and I could never get that, that other five pounds. Like I was never able to, to do it. I couldn't do it. So 495 oh, is where I maxed out. 
you needed the right motivation to get there. I know. I was like, yeah. I'm gonna block my kneecaps. <laughs> yeah. So for me, like I said, my goal is to make a class by the end of this year. And I think the route that I'm going, I will make it, you know. And um another thing is um other stuff I've been working on, like behind the scenes stuff, is also related to shooting. So all that stuff is gonna in conference into one ball. And by the end of the year, you'll see the progression. Yeah. So, um, but me, as far as me working out, trust me, it's never hard for me to start working out. Even if I take one or two months off, I might have to roll out of bed early and complain about it. Like, let me sleep. No, nope, let me get up. Let me get up. I'm going to sleep, <laughs> you know, and go back and take naps throughout the day. But um, working out, I've always enjoyed working out, though. Yeah. Always. So that's what's taking place with me as far as shooting. But, um. Is there anybody you're training with, like in particular? No, right now I'm doing everything on my own before yeah. I, I reach out to somebody. Um, but I would love for somebody who is new into personal training to reach out and be like, hey, be my guinea pig. Okay, <laughs> I'm willing to do that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? If somebody is new and they just want a, a subject and then they can actually use me as an example, like you started here and now you're here but this is what he wanted to do. This was his goal. However, that works out. Yeah. You know, but um. so if you are somebody who is into personal training and you're looking for somebody to be a guinea pig, I am gracefully raising my hand right now. <laughs> I'm trying to raise rock star hands, but she's pulling her wrist downward at the same time I'm raising it up. <laughs> you know, so, um. but yeah, so that's what's taking place with me though, as far as, because shooting is just not the aspect of what you see on video you know you have some people who are that do that but i'm digging into it a little bit deeper i want to push myself a little bit harder and i just want to go to the next level i've always been that person <laughs> you know what i'm saying so um but i to me shooting is more mental um so i think it is 95% mental and the physical aspect of it is not even the rest of the other five percent you know what yeah. i'm saying because it's more encompassing as to other elements that's into it you know so that's my way of thinking when i add it all up and put it all together <laughs> yeah so let's um dive into a quick commercial break and come back and then let's talk about what is going on with the media outlets you know so you talked to me about it you made a very interesting point so i just want to talk about what is going on with the media right so we're gonna come back we're gonna jump into that this is the portion whereas rockstar is gonna be educating me <laughs> and y'all gonna see how this one transforms and takes place you know so if everybody will this is your opportunity to go ahead and refresh some drinks, utilize the restroom. And here are a few words from our sponsors. JM4 Tactical has developed a state-of-the-art polymer holster that will quickly become your go-to holster. With high-quality Hermit Oak leather, securely sewn to the interior of the molded outer Bolteron shell, your draw becomes silent and no more scratches up and down your firearm. When seconds count, you can rest assured that you will have the upper hand when you need it most. 
Whether you carry open or concealed, the Relic Holster is available in four different models, fitting over hundreds of different style guns. The new reliable, easy, light, individual carry holster by JM4 Tactical. Order your Relic today at jm4tactical.com. Hey, this is Brian Conley at Hunter's HD Gold. If you've never tried Hunter's HD Gold, then I challenge you to find me at a match next year. Go to the website under scheduled events, find out where I'm gonna be, come meet me in person and demo a pair for yourself. Find out why shooters across the United States are changing to Hunter's HD Gold to get 43% more light to their eyes, better contrast, eyes that are not fatigued at the end of the day based on the, the colors that we use, and find out the real meaning of why they change so you don't have to. So check us out on our website, huntershdgold.com, and I look forward to seeing you at the range soon. What's up, good people? Thank you for taking the time and listening to the M-W Tactical Podcast. Please, go visit the M-W Tactical store at www.m-wtactical.com forward slash store and help support our efforts by purchasing a shirt or two. If you haven't done so, go follow us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for M-W Tactical. All right, good people, we're back at it again, and thank you for sitting through that commercial break. And once again, please go play, pay those sponsors a visit and let them know that you heard about them through the M-W Tactical Podcast. Now, as we... A little bit. <laughs> over here fumbling my words. Now, as we stated before the commercial break, what is going on with the media? So... If you're privy to the conversations between Rockstar and myself, Rockstar is actually all into the news. And she'd be telling me, like, have you heard about this? Have you seen this? I'll be like, yes, no. What is going on with that? You know? So she brought forth, but she pointed out, like, there are some discrepancies with the media. You know, so... I remember when I was a kid, how everybody was putting out the same thing, which was perceived to be the truth. But whatever's going on with the media today, it's like you got to verify whatever the news media is putting out. So this is getting crazy. So like, what's what do you see? How are you putting all this together and how are you deciphering what the truth is from the media outlets? It's so hard and it's a lot of work. So there's a, um, it's not my favorite chart, but I feel like it's kind of like the best chart that we have to work with currently. And it's called the media bias chart. And it's still not a hundred percent like I, but it's it's kind of the, the best thing that we have. And basically what it does is it makes this, um, it's like this graphic and it talks, it, it makes kind of like a bell curve and it's, you know, your left wing, your right wing, the ones at the top of the bell curve are the most accurate. And as they go further down, they are less accurate. And it's, you know, everything from like, so like the Associated Press and Reuters are kind of your, your creme de creme. They're mostly neutral. They're at the top. They are kind of the aggregate that news sources feed off of. And then, you know, as you go down the left side of this, 
you'll have things like, you know, like Vox and the New York Times and um, I don't know, I, there's so many, and Mother Jones. And then like, you know, as you go further down, it's like less credible. So things, you know, the very bottom, you've got things like Occupy Democrats and stuff like that. Right. And then on the right wing side, you've got, you know, the Wall Street Journal, Fox News, um, uh, gosh, I don't know, um, the Washington Times. And then, you know, you get further down, you've got things like Breitbart, right? So it's like, and I think it does a, a pretty decent job of laying out, you know, kind of where news agencies are, what their biases might be and so on and so forth. So that's kind of my baseline. I think everyone needs to have some sort of baseline because otherwise, like, I see people reading <laughs> the news and like, I'm like, that's your source. Are you sure that's actual <laughs> um and i actually just saw a video the other day about china and he was um the president of china and talking about how the new york times was garbage and i was like that's funny like that's interesting i mean their country is based completely on propaganda but i thought it was funny that they were basically saying that the new york times was propaganda um but that's kind of a little bit of backstory and how i look at the news and I've been doing it for a long time. I mean, I pretty much every morning when I wake up, I go to Real Clear Politics, which is one of my favorite websites. And it's um, just an aggregate site and they post things. They'll post two stories, but from articles that are kind of on two different sides of the spectrum. And I always find that the truth is usually somewhere in the middle of the two things that are being reported on, but it is nice to kind of get that different vantage point. Um, and then I, I, my go-to for news, really, I like to go to Drudge Report, which is a right-wing conglomerate for sure, but they have a lot of stories and it, it's just a lot of news in one spot. I guess the equivalent would be like the Huffington Post on the, um, you know, on the left-wing side. They just have a lot of stories that come through. They gather news from all over the world and then, you know, you click on that site and then it takes you to all these other, you know, stories and things like that. So um yeah so there's been for sure in my opinion at, at least since i would say really it started in probably like 2012 i think in 2008 you started to sort of see how the internet really kind of played into how we got our media but it really kind of seemed to um go down this different path in 2012 or so and now i mean the news is just so like between the clickbait so you know they know what to write they could they use ai to basically um scan which words are going to trigger the best click rate and to get people to view the site because it's all about money and selling ads and getting you to subscribe so they've got a really good system and algorithm on onto you know who listens to what who reads what who clicks on what and even on your Facebook profile. So I have, I deactivated my Facebook account. So I am taking, I don't, <laughs> I'm not Catholic anymore. I was raised Catholic, now I'm a Christian, but I'm, I, I still do stuff for Lent because I think it's good to fast from things. So I'm like, I'm gonna use this Lent and I'm gonna take a 40 day Facebook hiatus. So I'm not on Facebook right now. So if you're looking for me on there, you won't find me. My account is in hiding. Um, but there is a spot on your actual Facebook page where Facebook has basically put you into a box and said you are a conservative or you're a liberal. I don't know if there's one for moderate or not, but um, it, it'll actually tell you what Facebook labels you as. So hmm. 
they serve you stories and news based on your political affiliation inside of the Facebook algorithm. So I purposely subscribe to like, I hate the New York Times. It's just like they write these pieces sometimes and I know it's like, it's so weird. I'm like, these letters to the editor, it's almost like a Dear Abby column, but it's, it's like very persuasive in how they it's like they're trying to steer the the reader to think a certain way. I'm like, this is really manipulative. Like, this is not good journalism. It's really kind of scary stuff. Um, but yeah, so just like wading through all of that, like thinking through um, 2016, like during when when Trump first got elected, and then through 2020, and just the craziness that was the news cycle. And then obviously um, during COVID and trying to keep track of of all of those things. And now obviously we're in this state of affairs with Russia and Ukraine. Um, It's wild. And I think one of the weirdest things that people have just sort of accepted now is normal, even though it's probably the most non-normal thing ever, is when people started to repost and reshare stories on anything COVID related. And it would it would slap a, a label on, you know, to learn more about vaccines, visit the cdc.gov. To learn more about COVID, visit the who.whatever. And I'm just like, this is crazy. And now it's like, whatever, they're obviously not going away and they're going to keep doing that. And my guess, if you go onto Facebook, so they have the COVID-19 information center, COVID-19, whatever, it's at, right at the top. Um, if you scroll down a little bit further, there is one about climate change. So that is going to be the next big thing, in my opinion. They've already got it set up. It's already on the back burner, it just isn't as you know, front and center as the COVID thing right now, but it's, it's ready to go. Um, that's on Facebook. Like you can click on it now. There's stuff on there that's already active, but I feel like that will become more and more and more prominent as, uh, you know, as the world continues. Um, but yeah, I have more to say, but you can chime in because I've been talking a lot. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say like, if anything, the whole climate change, they're going to use that for the electric cars. And I think that's part of the reason for the pandemic. Um, even though whatever reason, the servos and the vehicles that are taking place, China decided to hold back on those for maybe it was the war, the digital war that they was talking about. And even when you turn around and look at it from that standpoint, how is the media supposed to be so reputable, but they're not being fair with us as the consuming audience. I thought there was supposed to have been some type of law that stated if there are a media outlet that they are supposed to be 100% um, unbiased and report the news fair. But technically, when you look at it today, it's almost like they're bending that to be like, well, it is the truth. It's my truth. It's your truth. It's not the truth, but it is somebody's truth. You you see what I'm saying? And that's the part that gets me because when I was somebody who was diving into the news on the regular, 
and just trying to figure out and trying to discover what so of course we can make the next move um what i started doing was i hear it on the news i'll go on social media see what other people are saying about it and then i had like three people i would call that were i knew were heavy into the news and just bounce it off of them so i can get the truth so it was almost like you said like somewhere in the middle of what's being discussed that's what the truth was but it was like why do we have to go through all that to just get the truth you know whereas you do have organizations who are backed by somebody who's a billionaire but you have to promote what their agenda is you know to get what you want you know so it's crazy it is. And when you start looking, I mean, you have Jeff Bezos, he owns the Washington Post, you have, you know, the New York Times has been around for many years. It really, okay, so when you look at, there's basically six companies that own like 90% of our media. They're like six conglomerates that roll up into each other and they own almost everything that that we see between, you know, Viacom and NBC and Fox and all of it. Like, it's really even, you know, there's depending on where you look at things, you could even say like Reuters and the AP are, are owned by other people. So it's kind of like he who controls the media controls the whole. And by like, there's pros and cons, right? Because <laughs> there's clips on YouTube where you can see broadcasts across different companies across different places in the united states and it's you know it's like the brady bunch screen right and it's they're all the newscasters are saying the exact same thing the screen gets bigger and bigger and bigger and there's more and more and more newscasters and they're saying verbatim the same story and it's kind of creepy um it's very much like you know, if you're into the whole like MK Ultra brainwashing, I mean, that definitely would fall under that camp, but it's, uh, it's wild. And now we're in this realm. <clears throat> I mean, it's the 24 seven news cycle, but news happens so quickly. You get things on your phone, you see things on Facebook. A lot of this stuff is coming out and it's not even one, you don't know where it's coming from. Like we already know that there's false accounts there's bots there's all sorts of things there's like you know you could be arguing with somebody on twitter and it's a bot account in you know china somewhere and it's not even a real person it's just an algorithm but now we're getting information so quickly and we're kind of at this weird point where nobody trusts the mainstream media Mm -hmm. but independent journalists aren't necessarily they're not vetted, they have an angle, they might not be real journalists. So it's like the quality of news that we're receiving is not good on on many fronts. So we even saw like with all this stuff that's happening in Russia, a lot of these stories that were like, you know, headline news, like the ghost of Kiev and this girl who was, um, you know, Miss Ukrainian joining the military. Like a lot of those stories that like went viral right off the bat, you know, within 72 hours had been debunked. They weren't true. They were like, I don't want to say propaganda, but they were stories that took off and sort of sprouted legs. And then once the dust finally settled, they they weren't actually factual. So I always think of that quote, like, um, you know, a lie travels halfway around the world before 
truth can even get its shoes tied. And I think that's really true. And I think we just need to be very cognizant of the media that we're consuming. I'm a big fan of like waiting, waiting to get more information, waiting to see what other sources are reporting, waiting to just kind of let the dust settle or being like, yeah, this is what's happening. This is, this is the truth. This is the real story because a lot of times, especially now, and especially with this, I mean, this is information warfare essentially with between Russia and Ukraine and the US. And there's, in my opinion, I don't think the US or Russia or Ukraine is the good guy. I, I don't, I mean, we've all kind of played a part to make this a disaster. And it goes back to like 2008 or so, right? And it's like, there's a lot of things that the US kind of meddled with that has made things worse for both people. I'm not saying that like Putin is in the right or that, you know, Ukraine doesn't have a right to stand up, but it's like, it's not just this black and white story. There's like a lot of pieces that have come together. There's a lot of players. And obviously we have past administrations that have done a lot of meddling in Ukraine. So um, I think it's just important to not just at what the news cycle is throwing in your face right now, but to, you know, read some history, go to different sources, find things that disagree with what you think the story is, um, and go from there. So yeah, it's crazy. I think the media is just a wild west show right now. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know how it's going to get better. I remember it was this one time I was watching, I think it was headline news. It was either it wasn't CNN. It might have been headline news, but whatever news outlet I was watching, and this was before Black Lives Matter came about. And when I was watching it, there was an issue going on about somebody getting killed who was, you know, um, a Black American citizen. And I remember the newscaster sitting there and this person, the black guy who was talking, he was making valid points that all of a sudden she was just like, excuse me, excuse me, we got to interrupt this. We got breaking news. And the breaking news was Justin Bieber's house was getting egged. Right then and there, that is when I lost all confidence with the media. And I was just like, really? This is what, how we going to do this? You know, so ever since then, that's when I had a bad taste in my mouth. And I guess, yeah, you, look at look that up. Look that up. Um, I'm pretty sure somebody can find it who is internet savvy. But that was the breaking news at that time. Justin Bieber's house getting egged. And I was like, wow. That's all I can say was wow. <laughs> you know? So like now I don't even look at the news. So majority of the time when I get the news, it'll be like one of the talk shows that I listen to. They'll probably say something, research it. Um, more than likely it's coming from you <laughs> or somebody who I'm talking to like family member or a friend and they'll mention something Then I'll look it up off of what they say. Yeah. You know? I'm a big fan of reading the news like I only watch I'll watch stuff if it comes through on like Instagram and things like that but like I don't watch the I don't have a tv so I don't watch the news but I read it I love reading headlines I love reading articles I skim a lot of stuff I'll watch you know there's some snippets that come through that I think are funny like there 
<laughs> there was a video. It was actually on a lot. It was the night of the State of the Union address. And there was a clip and it was an actual news state. It was on like NBC, like a local NBC station. And they were <laughs> they were talking about some news story. And then they went into another news story about a 71-year-old man who was a pedophile who they were trying to catch. And the next story was going to be about Biden and the State of the Union, but they're talking about this pedophile and they put Biden's Wow. It's like, oh, did they, like, sometimes it's just funny, you know? Like, you're yeah. like, oh, well, that has a sense of humor. Like, that's hilarious. Yeah, it is. That's wild. That's crazy. That's crazy. Stuff like that, I think, is fun. But I think, re- like, if you read stuff you can sift through it a lot better because it's really easy to you know show something that makes you emotional versus like you can read something and really kind of like wade through the you know oh this person is trying to pull out my heartstrings or you know they're trying to say things that they're trying to make me think a certain way whereas like if you see something you're like oh that's shocking you know so I feel like you're less deceived by reading the news versus watching it But you also got to remember to look at the education value that's taken forth and how long has the plan been in place to dumb down, you know, certain people. The course of being taken out of school, um, audio books being used in school versus making people read, you know, and um, I do know the schools around here in South Carolina and certain schools in Georgia give the students like um, tablets or computers. And that's what the books are now. Yeah. All you do is hit a button and the book, the computer will read it to you instead of you reading. (laughs) Um, Also look at it from the standpoint of when you're writing out whatever. So now you're typing everything for your projects in school, make a mistake with a word. It isn't you learning how to spell it. It's autocorrect. And you see the red line, just hit a button and it corrects itself. So look at how technology is making the aspect of learning lazy whereas the i call it the microwave society where everybody wants it now so right. of course if there's news that i want to hear right you're probably the last generation of readers <laughs> that will sift through the news like that whereas the generation after you and going forward just they believe everything they hear or see on tv you know what I'm saying? So like I said, I, how do we correct it? How do we make it better? Like the think tank begins. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, I know. And some of it's like, and I try not to, it's the thing like I try not to watch clips because I feel like they, they do have an agenda. They do have an angle. Like I saw, mm-hmm. I saw some video and it was, you know, during black history month and this girl was giving, you know, they were like outside and they were giving a speech and she was talking about how, she was so glad that Martin Luther King Jr. stopped slavery. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, is that really what you're, that's what you're learning in school now? Like, that's, that's not accurate. That's not good. But, you know, it's like one soundbite with one kid saying one inaccurate thing. So I'm hoping it was just supposed to be a shock value versus that's what they're actually learning in school these days. Um, yeah, I mean, it's crazy because I remember when I was trying to help my daughter with a math problem one time, I had to learn how to do it, how she did it in school. And it was like, why are you doing this whole drawn out process of 
going around the block instead of just walking straight to the neighbor's house. <laughs> it's crazy how that goes. So, but hey, what do we do, right? Um, only thing we can do is take forth with the children that are under us, educate them the best that we can, and don't rely on a system of others to do it, right? Because before you know it, we all know two plus two equals four, but all of a sudden two plus two is going to equal five and somebody's going <laughs> to go down fighting, trying to right. prove you wrong, <laughs> you know? So like, how do we do that? Yeah. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought up that talking point because that is something that is very true as far as the media and the propaganda and like how it's dividing us as a nation you know, by the media not being fair, but I want to say it might have been Truman's presidency. I can't remember the presidency era, but it was, I remember reading it that there was a law that went into accordance as saying like the news media is supposed to be unbiased and put out trueness, regardless of how it affects that business of putting out the news, you know. Wow. So whew, that was pretty deep if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> but um you got any other talking points you, you want to hit on before we exit? Um till next well, week. I haven't, I haven't read this one yet, but I did see a, a article come through about how the ATF um struggles to push their gun reform as 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 far as ghost guns go. So that's kind of exciting. I mean they should you know, we were kind of talking about this, like it shouldn't even be on the table right now, but the yeah. fact that we're getting some roadblocks is a small win, I think. Small step. Yeah, I think that that talking point, if they were to push forward with it, that would open the door for what's next, handguns, AR-15s, you know what I'm saying? And just keep it snowballing. Versus what's going on in Ukraine right now, I think that kind of opened a lot of people's eyes. Right. Especially yeah, right. when you remember what's taking place out in California and that's still not over with, with people going out there, getting jacked, leaving the cars open, like doors yeah. literally open and trunks of the SUVs open so they don't get the windows busted out and everything. Yeah. So it's pretty crazy. So, wow. So let's pick up the talking points next week. Um, hopefully I want to talk about dressing up your ar here in the next week or two so i know you're busy i know you're busy i'm busy so it's just a matter of you pulling it out the safe and throwing some furniture on it but i want to talk about that here in the next week or two if you're open yeah, to it if you're open to it all right that'll work that'll work <laughs> So, but as we already stated beforehand, if everybody will, please head on over to the M-W Tactical YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button and the bell notification. So you can be aware of when a new video is put forth on the M-W Tactical channel. Now, just like always, I will say, just do a search for at M underscore W Tactical and you will find everything that we do. If you can't do that, just look for M-W Tactical on Facebook or Instagram, and then click on the link in the bio, and there's a link tree, 
and that will take you to everything that we're doing right now podcast uh, match review videos product review videos everything community involvement and all now of course if you want to follow rockstar you can do so at rockstar burst that's rockstar b-e-r-s-t on instagram like i said my facebook is deactivated right now but you know send me all the things news stories funny memes current events all that stuff so that's where you can find me there you have it so moving forward we will be back next week And if you haven't done so, head on over to the M-W Tactical YouTube channel and then check out that product review on the JM4 Tactical Coffee, right? And then hit us up and tell us what you think about it. And as we already stated, Rockstar is going to be getting two different blends of the coffee and we're going to sit back and wait and hear what she has to say about that as well. (laughs) So as we always say, pushing forward, keep shooting, Keep practicing and have fun. Until next time, y'all take care. Have a nice day.